All right, everybody, this is Austin McCullough, and I'm the founder of Austin McCullough Advising. If you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with a mastermind effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everyone, today we've got the founder of Austin McCullough Advising. Austin McCullough, we get into the difference between knowledge acquisition versus accessibility. He talks about the best ways he works with his clients when it comes to creating positive habits. And he explains the importance of just shutting it down. Check it out. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. You know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today we've got the founder of Austin McCullough Advising, Austin himself. Austin, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm very excited to be on and uh, we're going to have a great conversation. Absolutely, man. You got a mountain of books back there, which, you know, maybe we'll tap into, but a mountain of books. Hey, real quick, before we dive into everything, if someone feels that they really, they really jam with you and they want to reach out to you, where's the best place for them to find you on social or personally reach out to you? On social, so I would say go to my LinkedIn, which is Austin McCullough. You spell my last name, M-C-C-U-L-L-O-H. Um, same if you want to find me at my website, www.austinmccullough.com. And I keep it consistent with my name, so I'm easy to find. Yeah, absolutely. We just got to pronounce it the right way right there. <laughs> right, so, right. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Let's just dive into it. And let's kind of get into We've got the books in the background, so let's get into a little bit of education. Um, you know, if you look at it, our availability to have access to different people, education, and, and, and research has really changed over the last five, 10 years. Um, when we were younger, it was textbooks and, and teachers. And then that became our friends and, and the people that we worked with. Uh, but that only gives you a sliver of what's really possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Well, what I've realized, to, to really summarize it, we're in a world not of knowledge acquisition, which of course that helps, but more of uh, accessibility. So being able to easily find the information that you're looking for. And I think a lot of that goes back to having a reliable, trustable source where you can actually find that information because you can go Google anything, but that doesn't mean that you're going to find that right information that you actually need to be using. Yeah. And we talked about that, you know, before we even hopped on is, you know, being able to separate, you know, the cream from the crop and really, you know, where that is. So how are, how are you changing and how you're learning now versus just a few years ago? Well, it's actually ironic because while I really enjoy the books, I noticed that me personally, I did not grow up reading a ton. And so I'm not the fastest reader. So I actually prefer not to read. I make sure that I do to, um, practice like my focus muscle. That's what helps me a lot with me making sure that I'm focusing um, more and being just more present. But I actually like to take in for my information from other people. So I like to network with people who are actually um, making moves and are actually doing uh, big things are actually successful in their career field. Because often um, that will give you the personalized tailored information that you want to know. Like I said, I mean, you can go Google something, but have you ever tried to Google something before where you Google like a sentence or two and you don't find the actual answer that you're looking for? 
But if I were to go ask Warren Buffett about investing personally, he'd be able to give me a pretty solid uh, personalized answer based on the question. And then you can ask follow-up questions as well. So I think it's actually a lot more valuable to have that strong network, that mastermind that you can use as kind of a, uh, a council, if you'd want to use that term. Yeah, just learning from others, learning from the people around you that you can feel, touch, smell, like they're actually a tangible real thing right there even though we can't do that today. So yeah, no, I, I love that example on Warren Buffett. So today we, you know, talking about information, there's so many different ways that we can take in information. And to me, it can be confusing going down that rabbit hole. Uh, some people look for mentors, others look for accountability buddies, uh, masterminds, and there's a lot of online courses. So there's a lot of ways to learn out there today. Who are you currently learning from and how did you find them? I would say the influencer, and of course, this changes over time. But the influencer that I listen to the most is Ed Milet. Um, actually, a good friend of mine, J.D. Klopenstein, who's uh, a financial advisor for Principal Financial. He mentioned Ed's name about two years ago, and I'd actually never heard of Ed. Ed has had a very successful career, um, and he's someone who, the reason why I like listening to him is he's very vulnerable. For example, I was actually just talking um, on a client call right before uh, this podcast now, and I was being very transparent about some of my recent failures with one of my clients, because that's a right way to get other people to open up to you. And that's why I like Ed is because Ed talks about his struggles. And so this allows me to buy into him more. Of course, the success that he's had in his past allows me to see that he has the credibility. Um, but, you know, I think there are a lot of influencers who they uh, aren't very transparent about their failures and they make it seem like uh, the Lamborghinis were just overnight when, you know, that's not the actual path. There are a lot of days where you're frustrated. There are a lot of days like I was talking about this morning where um, I was very frustrated, but whether I'm trying to learn more knowledge about growing a business, trying to um, continuously improve my emotional control, um, emotional intelligence, listening to Ed is someone who's great because he talks on all different facets of self-improvement, not just business growth, but also emotional family connections, everything. Yeah, he does, he really, and I've learned more about Ed over the last several years, almost the time frame that you did, and he really does touch all different points, all different facets, emotional connections uh, throughout your personal business uh, development, any which way you want to look at it. So, yeah. And it's really cool how he uses his platform in order to bring on other guests as well, because, um, I mean, it's crazy. Like, for example... Because we have podcasting nowadays, we're able to take in all this information that years ago, we only took in from professors. And so rather than learning from somebody who just went to school and was learning it that way, I'm not the biggest fan of the education system currently. We can learn from people who are building millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, billion dollar businesses for free. If you think about that, that's really crazy. So, I mean, as long as you're coachable, you're receptive, you're willing to take in the information. I mean sky's the limit. Yeah, it absolutely is. It absolutely. So, um, you know, kind of going into that development phase of how we can learn right now, I feel that a lot of the times we get stuck in our own heads and we don't know how to execute what's sitting back there. You know, we've recently gone through or we're still in a pandemic. And to me, I feel that this is causing or creating a reset in and how things can be accomplished. How have masterminds or coaching helped you when you're looking to reset yourself on how you do things and how you accomplish them? Honestly, I know it's really simple, but if you have a thought that's holding you back, simply saying it to another person, somebody who you trust, somebody who you know cares about you, 
can honestly remove that barrier. I mean, have you ever had one of those thoughts, Brandon, where you know it's stupid? You know that intuitively, but until you say it out loud, you're not actually changing it. I mean, you don't need to say any specific examples, but you know what I'm talking about, right? The company that is being built out right now, once I started talking about it and actually saying it, it forced me to create it. So I I didn't become a poser or a faker. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) I love that. And then also it's another thing that I don't think a lot of people recognize is you need to have the humility to say what your problems are. Because if people don't know what your problems are, they're not able to help you. So if you just voice your concerns, if you voice your problems, you let down your ego and your pride, then people can say, oh, I know that person I can connect you to. Or why don't you think about it this way? And sometimes it's just that tiny little detail which can reframe your entire mindset. And another thing that I wanna say, I listened to a speaker about a week and a half ago. I believe his name is Matt Granado. Sorry if I, I butcher it. Well, one thing that he talked about was how in order to stay motivated, because that's something that a lot of people struggle with, you have to be able to connect your action to the outcome. I believe that's what he said. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people recognize. They don't have clarity on what they want long term. And so they don't know how to pursue it. Right. And so it's important to have those people around you, the mastermind, a coach, advisor, consultant, mentor, whatever, somebody who has a few steps, who is at least a few steps ahead of you so they can shine light on your blind spots and give you more clarity and guidance on how to guide you forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. You made me think of someone that we had recently interviewed that uh, has that same mentality. I've got to connect you two after this. So that is, that is very true. Having action results and having someone to hold you accountable for it is such a big thing. So yeah, I mean, sticking in the world of masterminds and coaching and education, they've been around for a long time. You know, probably the first mastermind was the apostles and then Benjamin Franklin created, uh, the leather apron club. And then eventually it's talked about in, um, uh, Napoleon Hill's book. So education masterminds, coaching has been around forever. Why do you feel that there's been a larger boom in self-education versus standard education over the last few years? And where do you see it going? I really think this is because we all have tremendous potential. It doesn't matter who it is. And one one thing that I encourage everybody to look into, I believe it's called Gardner Intelligence. Have you heard of that before, Brandon? I haven't. It talks about the different types of intelligence. So like one is, uh, I think it's called naturalistic. So you're really good in that field. Another one is related to math. Another one is interpersonal. Another one is intrapersonal. So it talks about these different types of intelligences that if you're in school might not be displayed quite as well. So yes, I mean, there's math, there's science, there's history, there are different types of school, but I don't think a lot of people are able to tap into their greatness through the school system. Like for example, for me, I've always been able to communicate with other people. Well, I've always understood myself really well, but that wasn't always reflected in my classes. And part of that was also just the fact that I didn't see the connection, right? So I wasn't motivated because I didn't see the connection from what I was doing to where I wanted to be. For example, if we take a science class, I hate science. So why am I going to be motivated to try and learn that material when I know I'm not going to be using it in my future? So the cool part and why I think a lot more people are becoming attracted to masterminds, to self-education, is because they're recognizing that they're not stupid. They're recognizing that they do have potential that a lot of bosses, a lot of teachers were pushing them down in their youth growing up. And so they're seeing that they can change their life trajectory and they have more control over over their life than what they previously recognized. So I think it's just the fact that there's much more information out there, much more accessibility. And so they're able to retain that information, you know, take it in and actually start putting it to use with something that they are interested in rather than just other information. Yeah. And it's, it's really what, what I'm hearing there is give me what I need 
not what you want. Yes. You, you want to offer me this, but what I really need to nourish my brain to be as effective and to, to be something that is able to give back is this is what I need. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So let's kind of dive into, you know, where you're at, what you've got going on. You know, when, when someone usually invests in their future, they have a better than vague idea of, you know, what they're going to get. They have an expectation of like, here's what I'm wanting. Here's what the results can be if I follow this and what the outcome's going to be. What should people expect when they enter your reality? Consistently moving forward. And what I mean by that, for anybody um, who doesn't know much about my business, of course, you can go check out my website. You can Google a little bit about me. What I do is I help financial advisors and insurance agents grow their book of business. So to summarize, a lot of people just get in their own way. Our biggest problem, I'm sure you've experienced this as well, Brandon, our biggest struggle in life is just getting out of our own way. We overthink. We don't think we're good enough. We didn't grow up in the right environment coming from millionaires, billionaires, as people guiding us forward. And so when I work with people, of course, I always do the free consultation up front. Um, I get a good picture of what they're struggling with. A lot of advisors, it's just simply doing the outreach. A lot of the time it's closing. A lot of the time it's um, just simply doing uh, their consistent actions on a daily basis because of a wide variety of factors. But I do that consultation to get a good picture of what they're struggling with. So for example, you know, not everybody likes reaching out to a cold market, but when you really dumb it down, it is very, very simple, not necessarily easy, but simple. And so like what we talked about actually um, earlier, Brandon, before the podcast began, I firmly believe you can create any habit if you truly want to. But for example, when working with a client, I'm not going to go tell them to do 100 contacts a day because is that possible? Absolutely. But in their realm of consciousness, is it possible? Probably not if they haven't been doing that previously. So start at something, even if it's just one each day. Now, often do I start off with a client at one? No. <laughs> but let's say five. Let's say five contacts. For some people, truly, that is a struggle. And that's very reasonable if you haven't done it in your past. So I start off, let's do it every single day. And I make sure that they do it Monday through Sunday. Because that's how you build habit. For example, for me, I'm not a morning person. And so actually, um, I've been waking up at six in the morning each day and I've had to restart a few times. Honestly, it's been a struggle of mine because I'm not a morning person. And my mom goes, why aren't you just doing it five days of the week? And I go, because mom, if I'm doing it five days out of the week, it's going to take a lot longer to create that habit because I'm not just doing it every single day. So going back to the clients, doing that consistent outreach will allow you to build a stronger pipeline and it will also allow you not to rely on just a small select group of people to get results from. Truly, if you're just reaching out to people, and this doesn't mean just do the numbers, this does not mean uh, do low quality work, but if you're doing more numbers, you don't take it as personally. And actually, I wanna give another plug. Have you ever heard of the book called uh, The Four Agreements? I haven't. I can't remember the author, but if you Google The Four Agreements book, you'll be able to find it. That's not even a sales book, and I recommend that to everybody to go read about that if they want to get into the sales game. Um, because of two main reasons. Don't take anything personally and don't make assumptions. And in particular, that second one, don't make assumptions. People do that all of the time in sales. I don't want to say this because they're going to think that. Well, test it. Literally just test it and see if it works or not. And test it with a large enough group to see if it's effective. For example, I was um, just talking with a client and they said they tried out a new script with three people. I'm like, you know, that's, that's not <laughs> enough to actually see if it's working or not. Try 30, try 300, and if it's not working, then adjust. But basically, getting people out of their own way 
to make sure that they're executing going forward. Does that help, Brandon? No, absolutely. And I had done a previous podcast um, on one of the solo shows where we talked about partnership and how partnerships and finding that right partnership, it, it, it helps you get out of your own way, helps you get over that hurdle. Yes. And it, it's absolutely whether it's you surrounding yourselves with the people that can do it or you having that right partnership. It, it makes a world of difference because we can't get out of our own way no. too often. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. And so having that other person to shine the light on your blind spot helps a lot because it brings it into your consciousness. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel that people have a way of surprising us and that's, you know, due to their willingness to, to learn the rooms that you put together, you're typically hand selecting the people that you're working with. I would, you know, has anyone that has been to, through one of your, your masterminds, your coaching, your programs, whatever, you know, we call it, have they surprised you with what they were able to accomplish and, and what was the final outcome? Yeah, absolutely. So one of them, it's actually currently in progress. And of course, just for client confidentiality, I won't say any names or anything. Um, but I had one client who's a financial advisor who's extremely coachable. She's extremely coachable. And because she was transitioning from uh, one job to another, she had a fairly low income, right? And so we essentially 10x her income over a span of three months because she was willing to do what I told her to do. Does this mean I have all the answers in the world? No, but a lot of the time, especially when you're getting into the financial planning, financial advising space, it's pretty clear. But like I said, you get in your own way. You don't want to reach out to this person because you're afraid of what they're going to think of you. You don't want to reach out to them because you're afraid that you're not competent enough or that you're not skilled enough or that you don't have enough information. And so having that external source of me being able to work with her and help guide her forward and her doing every single thing that I told her to do, her income has grown. And so she's seen the benefits. Her confidence has grown. And of course, this is just at the beginning. This is just a few months in and we're going to continue working together. And so it's really exciting seeing that because like I said, there are a lot of bosses in the world who push other people down. And so me, I pride myself on being a good leader, although I have so much room to grow, so much room to grow, which is actually really exciting, but it's really cool to see that because then I push other people up. And when they push other people up there, when I push them up, they push other people up and it's that upward spiral. It was a very positive surprise to say the least. Yeah, it's great when you can have that ladder effect if someone's pulling you up and someone's pulling that next person up because it's it's a win-win-win Yes, at the end of the day when, when we lead with that give mentality and that's that's just, that's how it should be done. You know, there's always room for another tier on that ladder just to keep working together. So let's, let's talk about success a little bit. Um, I was talking to someone recently, uh, you know, on what it takes to create success. And I think some of those pillars in there are mentorship, uh, experimentation, partnership, willingness to fail. Yes. But I think where I got stuck was actually the beginning of the question, which was people are, you know, people are just, they're, they're afraid of talking about their success and actually being successful, like to actually get to that goal. What do you think it takes them to get over that fear of talking about their success and being, you know, to be successful? What I would say is to, uh, to first off really take some time to yourself and reflect on what you really want um, and why. So a lot of people, they talk about wanting to have money because they want to have the nice cars, but like, is that truly what you want? And if that is, yes, that's fine. If you want to have an extravagant lifestyle, that's fine. But then you need to be completely real with yourself. You need to get around people. And I like, you really need to get around people who have had at least some level of success for themselves so they can tell you what it's actually going to be like. Whenever I'm working with clients, I never tell them it's going to be easy. I go, you're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices. You're going to have a lot of days where you're going to feel like shit. 
but that's, I mean, if you do it the right way and you're consistent with your action, it's going to be worth it. But a lot of people don't see what's behind the scenes. I mean, so I'm a 23 year old. Um, I graduated high, high school. I graduated college, I believe as a 22 year old. And I remember my senior year, I was only out in social settings, I think five times at a period of 12 months because I was a full-time college student. I was running my first business. I was also being a part-time financial advisor. I was also on multiple student organizations for the executive boards. And so um, you, you just have to make a lot of sacrifices. And truly, I don't believe in pure work-life balance if you want to be one of those top achievers, top leaders. Like I said, if you, do, if you put an action consistently, um, the results are going to manifest and that's going to make it worth it. But you can't expect to have perfect balance. You can't go party multiple nights a week, go hang out with friends all the time, and build a real legitimate business. And if you do, obviously, that's something that I haven't experienced. But for me, I had to make a lot of successes along the way. And I truly think you're going to drive yourself crazy if you think that you can find perfect balance. And so that's why I say you need to surround yourself with people who are, because then they can show you what's realistic. Because then otherwise you're gonna see on social media, people driving Bentleys, people driving Lamborghinis, and you're gonna feel like an absolute failure for why you're not in their shoes. But at the same time, I bet they have years behind that. Um, and so they're just now showing all the, all the results from all the work that they put in. And that's if the results are even real. That's the one thing yeah. that social media can mask is, yes. you know, who's, who's really, you know, who's really doing it out there. And that's the amazing thing about the people that I get to talk to like you and all the other guests we've had is like, they're actually doing it and they don't have to flaunt it. They don't need to be in front of a Lambo, uh, with a, with a yacht behind them. They're doing it and they're doing really well at it. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's the amazing thing. So as we're getting ready for the end, I believe there's always new ideas brewing. Uh, especially in times of prosperity, the easy times. Um, but I think innovation and ingenuity uh, come out of times when we really feel the squeeze. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you? So I always say that I run a human capital consulting firm because I'm passionate, as I've mentioned previous in the talk, about helping people achieve their full potential, right? What I'm wanting to do is scale up my business because for this entire year, I started the business late in 2019, haven't even been running it for a full year yet. So I'm very blessed at where the business is at currently. But I actually wanted to have two consultants, coaches, whatever you want to call them on board this year. But I slowed down that process. So I figured out my process. So what I want to do within the next 12 months is have at least one, if not two or three consultants that I'm bringing on board to also grow the business as well. Because I can only have so much outreach myself versus if I'm replicating myself into other coaches, consultants for my brand, similar to what Tony Robbins does, then I can have a larger outreach. Because, you know, like I said, some people want to go work in corporate, but that's not what everybody wants to do. For me, I did a tax internship. The people were great, but I absolutely hated the job. I knew that wasn't for me. I knew sitting behind a computer wasn't for me. And so I recognized through that experience that I was um, going down the wrong path. And so I think it's really cool uh, enlightening people because, you know, another thing that's also important, you don't have to go make a ton of money to live the lifestyle that you want to live. I had one of those talks with one of my clients. For example, if you're a single individual and you're even making, um, of course, I'm in the Midwest, so not compared to like California or whatnot. But if you're a single individual making even four, five, six thousand dollars per month, you can save a big chunk of that and retire much sooner than 67 if you're just disciplined about what you're doing. 
You don't have to go make 100,000, 200,000, 500,000, a million dollars a year to live the lifestyle that you want. A lot of it truly just comes down to discipline, right? And so I want to show people the simple little things that you don't learn in school of how to actually live a life that you want, where people aren't living a daily hell. It's really sad to see what people are doing. And I actually think that's one of the cool parts about, like we talk about, um, like the coronavirus is challenging people to grow. I think this is showing people that they don't have to work from an office all the time. Maybe there's a hybrid. It's good to have that in-person connection. But for example, for me, I'm building my second business now. That's all done virtually. You can make sales over the phone. I'm hearing a ton of people say that you can't. A ton of people are saying you have to do it in person. No, you don't. Just do a Zoom call. That's more personal than a phone call. You can see the facial expressions. You can actually get to know people, right? And so I think it's just really exciting. I think we're in a, uh, a, a time frame where a lot of people are starting to pursue what they actually want to be pursuing. I think that's going to lead to people being happier. When people are happier, they push up other people more than push them down. And so it's going to hopefully create that upward spiral that we've all been looking for. Looking forward to seeing the growth. And uh, when you bring on uh, the next, you know, mini Austins. <laughs> I love so, that. <laughs> what, uh, what can you leave the listeners? Um, a tip, a method, something that if they implement it over the next 30 to 90 days can make a big impact going forward in their personal or business life. I know this is very simple, but it's very profound. Take at least five minutes, maybe 10 or 15, put the phone away, shut the door, make sure you're by yourself. If you need to turn off the lights, shut the computer, basically close yourself off from any distractions. Just sit and think, slow down. Right now I'm on my third 30 day social media detox. Of course I sell LinkedIn for business purposes, but no Instagram, no Facebook, no Snapchat, nothing. And um, it's allowed me more free time just to think. And I think, I know actually people are often pretty creative, but they're constantly distracted. And when you're constantly distracted, you're also not able to slow down and get your own mental health in check. And so I think this is when people get down a, a bad rabbit hole, like we were talking about earlier. So like I said, just to kind of recap, take some time, have no distractions, have your phone off face down, put it in a drawer and just think about what your thoughts are. Get to know yourself a little bit better because when you know yourself, that's when you can actually live a life that you want to live. I just think a lot of people are unaware of who they actually are. Yeah. Life of purpose. Yes. A life of give. And the other things come with it. You don't have to sit there and say, you know, w w what is this going to pay me? It'll happen. Let me tell you. So actually, and actually before we finish up, I, I, I want to leave on one more note. I think a lot of people get caught up and they get frustrated because they don't have passion. Right. I think there's kind of a myth that you're going to love every single aspect of what you do. And I think this is making a lot of people unhappy because I've struggled with this as well. There are a lot of aspects of what I love to do for my job. I love being able to help my clients. I love the personal relationships that we have, but I don't love all the note taking all the time. I don't love sitting in the box of sitting at my desk doing zoom calls. Right? So you're not going to love every single little detail. And I think a lot of people are just, honestly getting themselves into uh, pretty unhealthy mental states because I think they are right. Um, it, it, and you know, it's constantly a pursuit. Like uh, my passions are going to be different in a few years, I'm sure. But um, just don't stress yourself out to think that you need to be loving every single second of the day. It's okay to dislike some things because that's what work is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great way to leave it off right there is you're not going to love everything you do, but you've got to love a majority of the aspect of what you're building, creating and giving to. 
Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing The Mastermind Effect.